Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are in Luke chapter 13 this evening, Luke chapter 13, a message titled, The Narrow Way. Verse 28, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And this is what he's saying to the Jewish people, and you can kind of understand what he's saying here, because this is a Jewish crowd he's talking to. This is a Jewish crowd who says, are only a few going to be saved? And when he's saying that, are just a few of the Jews going to be saved? Because we already know that everybody else is going to hell. And so Jesus gives this little nugget. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, your fathers, right? And the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out. So the Jews are seeing the the fathers, the prophets, and those who trusted in God's promise of the Messiah, standing in the kingdom, while they are thrust out. While they are standing before the great white throne judgment, and then cast into the lake of fire. And, And if that isn't big enough shock to them, verse 29, they will come from the east and the west and from the north and from the south and sit down in the kingdom of God. Who are they? The Gentiles. That's what he's saying. Yeah, all these grubby, nasty, dirty, perverted Gentiles are going to come from the east and the west and the north and the south, and they're going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. And so this was so hard for them. In fact, this was so hard for them that even the disciples didn't pick up on what Jesus was laying down here. And for, for about 12 years into the church, they had no idea that a Gentile could get saved without becoming a Jew first. They still didn't think that that was even possible until Cornelius. And then their, their imagination opened just a little bit to the possibility that maybe God could, could save maybe some Gentiles. And then the whole business in Antioch. So, so crazy was what was going on in Antioch that they had to send you know, Barnabas and, and Peter up there to check it out to see that all these Gentiles are, are trusting in Jesus and their lives are being transformed. They're being filled with the Holy Spirit. They're speaking in tongues and prophesying. And they had to go check it out and see what was going on because it just didn't seem fathomable that Gentiles could be saved. And then later on, Paul and Barnabas would be sent out by the Holy Spirit to go out into the world, and they would lead people to the Lord with nothing more than saying, hey, Jesus has come to rescue you. Believe on him and be saved. And they would be saved, just like that, without any circumcision, without any keeping of the law, without any rules or regulations. It was just trust in Jesus, and bam, you're a Christian. And their lives were transformed, and their, their attitudes were changed, and, and the, the people were being delivered from demons and delivered from diseases and delivered from alcoholism and drugs. And it's still happening today. So crazy was this that they had to have a council in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15 just to check it out. Because people were saying there's no way that you can be saved without keeping the law of Moses and being circumcised. 
And then Peter would testify what happened with Cornelius, and then Paul and Barnabas would testify what they experienced as they went to Cyprus and they went to Lyconia and all the things that God did through them in their ministry. And then finally James says, okay, it seems good to me and the Holy Spirit. I've decided that we're not going to put, in, we're not going to impose these things upon the Gentiles, these laws that our forefathers and we couldn't even keep. What a beautiful thing. What, what good news, right? What good news. It's not about keeping all these rules. And so these Gentiles will be saved. That's what Jesus is saying here. Verse 30, and indeed, the, the, the last will be who will be first, and there are first who will be last. Now you remember the parable that Jesus gives on this same subject in Matthew chapter 20 probably. It's the one where the owner of the vineyard, he goes out to hire workers and goes out at the beginning of the day, first hour of the day, probably 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever it was or just really early. He goes out, he finds these guys standing there and they're wanting to be hired so he hires them to work in the vineyard. Then he goes out in the third hour and he hires more guys. And he goes out in the sixth hour, he hires more guys. He, and he goes out in the twelfth hour or 11th hour rather, finally the last hour of the day, is only one more hour to work, he, he hires a bunch of guys who have been standing around all day. And they all work, those guys work an hour, everybody else worked all day long in the heat of the sun, so hard. And he pays the guys who came in last first. And he gives them a denarius, an entire day's wage. Could you imagine working an hour and getting a day's wage? That's what happens to my boys when they work these days. They go out, they work. People pay them ridiculous money. I don't know why. But I, I, there's a guy who hired my boys. He, he's paying him $20 an hour. That same guy hired me just a few years back. Pay me 10 bucks an hour. I'm like, wait, I'm a full-grown man. These are punks, you know? Paying them that kind of money, it's, it's crazy. But that's the kind of thing. And that's what these people did. They, they're like, What? How come you're paying them a full day's wage and they're thinking, wow, we're going to get a great, man, can you imagine how much, we work 12 times as long, you, can you imagine how much we're going to make? And then what does he pay them? A full day's wage, the same thing. And they're like, wait, no fair. He's like, didn't you agree to work for a full day's wage? Well, yeah. Well, then that's fair, isn't it? Just because I want to bless them doesn't mean that I've robbed you. And that's what he, he's saying. It doesn't matter. It's not about you or how long you've been a Christian or how hard you've worked as a Christian. It doesn't matter that you're, you're, you've been laboring on the mission field, you know, risking your life, or you just got saved on your deathbed before you died. You still get to be a child of the kingdom and you still get to enter into glory. And guess what? Jesus loves you just like all the children. And, you're, and everybody gets to be saved who will call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And, and so it is for you, and so it is for me. We can't save ourselves. Jesus came to this earth to save you, and all you have to do is reach out your hand spiritually and put your trust in him. Say, okay, yes. And he will grab you and save you when you put your trust in him. Verse 30 went on. That very day, some Pharisees came to him saying, Get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. So this is a strange transition. All, the, all of a sudden, these Pharisees, all concerned for Jesus. You know, <laughs> Jesus, you better watch out. Run for your life. Herod's coming for you. Or maybe they just want to get rid of him. Or maybe they want Jesus to slander Herod so they can get him in trouble. And, you know, Herod will want to kill him. I don't know. But he says in verse 32, he said to them, Go tell that fox. Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today, tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. So Jesus calls Herod a fox. It's hard to say 
if that's derogatory. We, we don't really see Jesus call people a lot of names in, in the Gospels. We, we do know that when Jesus stood before Herod, that he wouldn't even say anything to him. Like he refused to speak at all. In, in fact, he never showed disdain for anybody that we know of in the Gospels as much as he did for Herod. Now, he would talk to the Pharisees and the scribes, and he'd tell them that they were a brood of vipers, or that they were whatever, I mean, I guess that was John the Baptist, but he would, t- he would tell them that they, were, that, that they were wrong. You know, he would, he would confront them, call them hypocrites. But he calls Herod a fox. Now, whether that's a, a, a slander or not, maybe that was, you know, we use that today, you know, he's sly as a fox. You know, and, and, and uh, you know, it's funny, because the word actually is feminine, it's vixen in, in the Greek. But, you know, we, we use that term sometimes to say, oh man, that was, you know, that was, that was you're, you're, you know, you're, you're sure a fox. You know, you sure got through that quick, you know, slick, you know, look at you, you know. Sometimes we use it as a derogatory term, you know, as somebody who's crafty or, you know, dishonest. Back in the 80s, 70s, and maybe it was the 80s, I don't know if the 70s, but in the 80s, a fox was somebody who was good looking. Boy, she's a fox. You remember that, those days? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to say what, what the colloquialism was in their day. But either way, Jesus is saying, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of his threats. And, and, he, and he gives some veiled reference to his resurrection. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing today and tomorrow, and the third day I'll be perfected. Interesting. Then he, then he does again, verse 33, Nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and the day following. So he keeps giving these references to three days, right? For it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. That's, that's interesting that Jesus would say that, something that they couldn't deny. I mean, how many, how many prophets had been killed in Jerusalem by the Jewish people? And, and so in verse 34, he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, and assuredly I say to you, you shall not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so Jesus prophesies over Jerusalem, and it's because they were not willing to be rescued by the Savior. When they came to them, they should have known the time, they should have known the way. There were so many prophecies that were fulfilled in Jesus, and yet because they would not receive him in his visitation. And could you imagine all these prophets, all these years, pointing forward, saying, look for the Messiah, look for the Messiah, look for the Messiah, and they gave them so many signs and so many pointers. And then when Jesus came, just like the prophecy said he would, they weren't ready, they, they completely rejected him. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.